Alrighty, we're now live, and we're going to play Call of Cthulhu, the, the derelict, which has been out for a week. So uh, why don't one of you guys just introduce yourselves to each other. You are on a boat, the luxury yacht, the Delilah. You, um, Wesley is the owner of said boat, until you get the thing to London or Liverpool, where it is being ownership is being transferred because it's 2008, and though you guys have money, you've all been hit hard by the recession. And, uh, oh man, I went from an 85 credit rating to a 60. You need to uh, sell off some of your assets, and Wes is one of the things to. Go as as the economy bleeds jobs and money along with your your, your investments. Seriously, mm. I was I was told men's dogs would be the next big money maker. Now all of a sudden, dang it! So, uh, who are you guys? Where do you want to start? can start with Wes, because he's the boat owner. Oh, yes. Uh, the name's uh, Dickie Greenleaf. I am uh, from uh, up there in New England there. I am, in fact, captain of this boat. Daddy built it. Well, you're the owner. Yeah. Uh, the well, captain. <laughs> the cap you actually have a crew of, yeah. on your boat. Have a captain who you just call Skipper? No, no, no. No, he's... Technically, the captain. He's second in command because I'm the owner and therefore I'm captain. He's the pilot. He actually knows what he's doing. Rest, you might know how to pilot the boat. He knows how to fix it. Um, out of character, I'm aware of this. In character, <laughs> and there's also a first mate, the captain's mate, his his assistant, who for some reason it's not his real name, but the captain insists on calling him Little Buddy. <laughs> oh no. He's fond of long sleeve red shirts and uh, boonie caps. And taking naps. Okay, so, uh, so Dickie. Ah, yes. Continue. Ah, you see, uh, there is the uh, captain of this boat. Captain owner. That is me. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Just want to remind you all that uh, you're all the guests here at the boat. Go to services. Daddy will be passing by the them their uh, islands with the ladies on them, but uh, you know it'd still be fun anyway. You know, we'll get there to London, we'll make some quick cash, maybe, uh, make some other cash some other way, and then ride back in the style which we must be rich and deserve. All right, uh, next, uh, Rodney. Who are you? Um, Chance Gidry. Professional gambler on this here boat because uh, it gave me an opportunity to get out of the country quickly, uh, maybe get down to Monaco, make a few bucks at the card tables to pay off uh, Benny the Nose. Uh, he's calling in all of his markers because he lost some money in the housing bubble burst. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 
Bookies are never to invest heavily to... No, no, I'm not betting the nose, although I may have fixed the nose at some point. Um, I'm playing Dr. Paul Halstrom, uh, plastic surgeon, investor, probably a college buddy of Wesley's character, because um, his character is originally from that time of the neck of the woods, although he lives in Miami now. He owned a chain of successful Lasix and rhinoplasty businesses that got hit hard during the recession. So he's taking some time off to reassess financially where what directions he wants to go. I bet you still got some verified assets down there, though. <laughs> yeah. All those holdings are fine. <laughs> Uh, all right. Um, so you guys are you guys are on the yacht, having a great time, talking about the old days. <clears throat> and you may you may role play that for a while. For a little bit. Well, there was this one time I was in Macau. And I was holding on to a full house. I mean, aces and kings. And I'm looking at the guy across the table. And he's looking at me. And we sit there. Just staring at each other for a good 45 minutes, hour, something like that. He starts sweating. And slowly, slowly, he starts pushing his chips toward the center of the table. Like he's real unsure about whether he wants to go all in or not. So I says to him, now, bear in mind, I don't speak a word of Chinese, and he doesn't speak a word of English. <laughs> and I says to him, well, you only live once. And he looked at me raise an eyebrow, and just push his money on toward the middle of the table. <laughs> and and then I beat him. I mean, you know, it's not a very interesting story, but, you know, that was, that was the last time I've made a big jackpot. I, 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 got, I, got, I got a story for you. So there, there I was. I had a kid cod this one time. You know, it was... You know, we don't have very coke down there, but, uh, you know, we've got some passable stuff. So, so, me, so me and a couple other boys from, uh, I don't know where these guys are from, uh, I don't remember the names. But anyway, we're down there, throwing it all up, but all of a sudden, in walks in Sigourney Weaver. I don't know how this happened. There she does, just walking by the beach. So, of course, uh, I get out of the old Dick Greenleaf charm there and invite uh, her over. And, uh, you know, big bang, boom, all of a sudden, the boat sank. Wait, I don't think for the other. Whoops. <laughs> the boat sank. <laughs> I got lost there. <laughs> you, know, you know, things happen. <laughs> oh, it looks like we lost Steve. So, uh, <laughs> that's a mighty interesting story, Dickie Greeley. <laughs> Good dog, got me stories. Hey, there he is. 
Sorry, I switched to Firefox because that I couldn't hear a thing anybody was saying. Ah. Um, well, apparently, apparently, Dickie Greenleaf met Sigourney Weaver at this one party and uh, lost a boat somehow hey. to uh, act of God. Yeah. Wasn't well, one of our boats, though. Our boats don't sink. At least that's the story that went down on the insurance report, right? <laughs> hey. What's insurance? <laughs> oh, at this point, Skipper uh, comes down to the to the lounge and says, uh, "Sir, talking to to Dicky." Ah, yes, sir. <laughs> um, we just received a. A, a distress call. I, I guess it's not a well. There's an iceberg up ahead. What? And uh, iceberg. I thought this was summertime. Yeah, you're you're sailing in the North Atlantic. You're going from Boston to England, so it's cold and there's an iceberg. And it. Quiet shirt. Well, you do have a luxury yacht with key. Um, the, the odd thing is there seems to be a, a ship somehow stuck in the iceberg. It appears to be a, a, a cargo ship of some sort. Cargo. What kind of cargo ship? Well, it looks like a reefer, sir. Stuck in the iceberg? Well, it's... Yeah, it, it's... We, we tried to hail it, and we're not getting anything, and it, it, it looks dead. And it, it's right up alongside the iceberg there. Hmm. What kind of cargo has it got? I couldn't tell you, sir. Hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, sounds sounds like swarthy. I would guess it would be something refrigerated, since it's a reefer. Are we obligated to go check it out by some sort of law of the sea? Well, here's the thing: is the Geneva Convention on the High Seas does say that uh, you are we are required to render assistance to any any people found um, in danger of being lost, um, and. To proceed with all possible speed to the rescue of persons in distress. All right. All right. This, uh, this sounds like a job for the captain here. <laughs> well, captain, might I also remind you of of a uh, salvage law? I know. I know. I know. I know. We're gonna go out there. We're gonna make sure that uh, all the valuables are secured. Of course. That, that's the, that's the main goal. And. And until take care of the probably not ladies on there, you know, they're they're not. They're, well, what if it's just a ship full of bluebird frozen peas? That's you not salvage. I mean? <laughs> really? The what? You don't like peas? You just want to be the mighty returning conquerors of the Bird's Eye Corporation, <laughs> hey. hoping for their, their generosity. That doesn't sound like a paycheck. It's the 21st century. You get in where you can fit in. I guess. Mm. If that's what you want to do, I'm not going to... 
I've got things to do. Correct me if I'm wrong, sir, but salvage is not only cargo, but if a vessel has been abandoned, you are entitled to um, salvage of the vessel itself. So we're going to tow this all the way to England. Well, you don't have to tow it to England. You don't uh, tow it to Greenland. Uh, all right, number one, you sold me. You sold me on this. Uh, let's uh, get up on the deck there and uh, <laughs> you know, with, with enough money, you wouldn't have to sell the yacht and my services, sir. I know you. Late night excursions. Yeah, we sold five minutes ago. Number one, Doctor Goatnit. I said, already said, pictures are stunning. So probably the best bet is since we are actually around, we are past Greenland. Um, the best bet would be to pull tow it to uh, Iceland. Ah, mm. Reykjavik should be um, a doable port of call. Isn't that, mm, where Iceland. that Isn't that where they said that Bond flick with that uh, Halle Berry? Maybe uh, in Bond. I don't know, but sir. I don't watch the classics. Is is Iceland? Do uh, you have Bjork's number? Bjork. Immigrants. <laughs> yes. Everybody in Iceland knows each other, so it should be no problem. Hey, where's Bjork's house? <laughs> Which Bjork? Really? <laughs> anyway, I will. Uh, of course. They, they provide coordinates to that bigger uh, spot. It's yonder, off the port bow. You can see it. What? We can see it already? Right. It's not giving off any radio signal or anything? Yeah, no. It, if you said it was dead, you can try to contact it yourself. But Well, Helms, continue a sensor sweep and raise shields. <laughs> Captain. I recommend it away team. He said this Gentlemen, you shall be my away team because as a captain, I am deputizing you in this important mission. Are we breaking the first mate in the red shirt? <laughs> hey, you may pack a red shirt if you wish. <laughs> Alright. So, uh, are you trying to radio them? That I would suggest that first, obviously. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. Uh, I was just, I was just gonna ram the ship into it and see what happens, but I guess <laughs> that's why you have skippers so you don't ram the ship into it. But you know, you know, it's like when, it's like when you go out. You know, you you, you just get it, you just get it there and get it at the time, and all of a sudden everything happens the way it should. It all works out. Right. So. Uh, you, you you try to radio and you're getting nothing but static and Dalek noises. I don't know. This whole thing's making me nervous. Haven't you seen that? Remember that movie, The Thing? Ah, <laughs> uh, the one with an alien. Skipper says, "Oh, Doctor Hallstrom, that was in Antarctica." We're, we're south of we're south of Iceland. Yeah, man, this is more like alien. It's penguins, not it's puppies, really? not penguins. 
They all end badly. All right. Uh, Event Horizon. All right, I'm going to go with Tom Collins for the rescue. Anybody want Tom Collins? Does that have whiskey in it? Oh, you want an old-fashioned? Yeah, that's an even better idea. How about just a whiskey? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, sure, why not? Here, you know, you might as well get by the bar. I mean, this is one of the best pieces of the ship. Look at that. All the mahogany. Because, you know, I don't uh, I don't go on rescue missions without being totally knackered first. Well, mm. while you guys are, are uh, playing mixologist, <laughs> Skipper and Little Buddy are maneuvering the, your yacht next to the gangway of... The ship. I'm gonna make some coffee. The reefer is that is the ship. It's the cover of the. Don't pay pay no attention to the huge monster silhouetted behind it. Say, why are we pulling up to this ship? There's a giant fish motherfucker standing over it. Back up there, Silla. It is called the Groyland Tropich. Painted on the side. Oh. All that not English. Uh. Groyland Tropich. What is it? What flag is it flying? Looks like it's flying Greenland flag. I didn't make it far from home. Uh. Unless it was headed home. Hmm. Well... If you do salvage this boat, I recommend you get, na- rename it the USS Steve Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like you, Gamble Man. You're funny. <laughs> because it's fighting Bigfoot? Sure. Because it's secretly a Nazi. <laughs> Hail Mother Hydra. <laughs> so uh, he he pulls up or docks <laughs> next to the gangway, giving you easy access to the main deck. Mm-hmm. You just—it's just that easy to pull up to an ice a ship against an iceberg. Wow, it, it is. Hey, when you got Captain Hayes, a professional captain. This is a greenly built yacht. Of course it can. This thing can turn on a dime. It's a. It's a. It's a uh, GM-controlled character. He has also, a, you guys aren't backseat driving, and you're mixing drinks and making coffee, so he doesn't have you nagging at him. So he's <laughs> doing what he's paid for. He's, he's got a 99 in, in pilot boat. He's got NPC abilities. He's up there going, oh, it's so much more peaceful up here when Dickie has guests. <laughs> he's really he's plotting your demise. He's gonna drop you off and get the hell out of there. Hey, Dickie wore a belt of bravery. He sewed it on his he had it sewn on, on his jacket itself. <laughs> he asked you to go check the engine room. Be careful. <laughs> ah yes. Now we were talking about guns and whatnot. As you are fortified by your Tom Collins, your whiskey neat, and your coffee, um, who is going on board, and what are you bringing? As a captain, I was going, of course, to uh, survey the land, 
And uh, and you gentlemen are welcome to come along with me and ensure that uh, it looks properly salvaged. Right, the captain. Um, I'll run downstairs, break open the weapons chest, uh, grab a pistol and a boarding axe. Oh, wait. Are you going to break out your eye patch? (laughs) I'm going to go get my saber and blunderbuss. (laughs) (laughs) Rodney, you could finally wear that. The bandolier with single shot. (laughs) Time to shine. Some flare guns, uh, let's see, a ba- backup bottle of uh, bourbon there. You know, I, oh. I've always wanted to wear this uh, brace of pistols. <laughs> Before I forget. My fighting bourbon. My fighting bourbon. Before I forget, everybody, <laughs> can everybody make a luck roll? Sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking to be able to throw my dice in here. That is a fumble. Okay. Uh, do I have that much luck? Let me see. No, I don't. Your luck should be your initial luck should be equal to your power. Your power. Uh, I made it easily. I no, I made it then. This is okay. seventh edition, right? Yeah. Uh, so, luck is a separate stat. Yeah, but it's determined by power, isn't it? Nope. It's oh. it's a dice roll. Oh. Get out of here. Oh, that's right, it was. Yeah, I didn't know it. Yeah, I think it's, I want to say it's the 2d6 plus 6. All right, well. Yeah, that's why that's I did it there. I failed. Yeah. Do that on the fly. Do it on the fly. 2d6 plus 6. Wait, don't quote me on that. Okay. I think you're right because that's why I rolled for, for mine. Nope, luck is 3d6 times 5. 3d6 times 5. Yep. Uh, whoa, I just rolled a 17. Hey, you a lucky motherfucker. Uh, hey, you want to switch characters? Maybe you should be the gambler. I'm no. luck. I gamble with people's eyesight. Uh, so what is yeah. that? How, how do you do surgery on, uh, on people's eyes, Doc? They say not to point a laser pointer at it. So, Richard, Greenleaf made this luck roll? No, I failed luck roll. I failed it. Okay. And Chance, Gidry? Got a 96. That's a fumble. You failed your luck roll. And what about Dr. Paul Hellstrom? Uh, I made it easily. Okay. Excellent. All right. So what do you... What are you guys bringing? Flare guns and bourbon. Uh, uh, my lucky deck of cards. Do you charge them with your mutant powers? No. It's not until the giant fish man comes along. <laughs> does, does your crime boss pal grab them and Flip them into your fedora and say, "Don't forget your lucky deck." <laughs> no. <laughs> Be careful I've, out there, Ace. I've seen both of those movies. One of them sucked. I don't think Gambit was in a movie in 2008, was he? 
Uh, I think, was it Wolverine Origins in 2008? Oh, possibly. Ah, uh, yeah, but... What you like, think? crappy movie was out. Well, in in universe, crappy crappy Wolverine movie was out. Alright. <laughs> I'm taking a insulated cup of mug of coffee and a digital camera. Yeah, oh, well, nope. Next year. Yeah, walk <laughs> All right. As you walk up the gangway, is uh one of the NPCs coming with you, or are they both staying aboard the Delilah? The red shirt, man. Yeah, the Gilligan was coming with us. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll bring number three. Number three. Yeah. All right. You walk up the gangplank, and as your head breaks the horizon of the deck of the ship, it is, it's huge. It's a huge, huge ship. And it's very eerie. My, all the, all the surfaces are covered with a, a layer of ice. Um, Completely safe. None of the ship, it doesn't look like any of the, the incidental lighting on that would be on the main deck is on. And it's oddly, it's quiet. All you can hear is the breeze and the occasional crack of the ice on the glacier next door. Um, it's really it's a dark and unwholesome atmosphere pervades. Sounds echo as the boat gently rocks against both the ship and the iceberg, making that grinding noise of metal grinding on metal. It's very cold. Ahoy! Ahoy, ahoy, ahoy. Anyone Hi. here? No. I suppose we should look for the control room. Gentlemen. Okay. Here you go. You, you tell the flare gun. Just in case. Right, How about a flashlight? Did you bring flashlights, Dicky? What? Oh, right. Uh, yeah. Yes, you did. Go back and fetch us some flashlights. And and some walkie-talkies, actually. Okay. okay. Okay, okay, Mr. Uh, Mr. Greenleaf, sir. As the gopher goes out, um, you, looking over the main deck, you see the first thing you see are three huge cranes, each over what looks to be just a massive entrance to what can only be the hold. Uh, the crane towards the bow of the bow is the front, right? Yeah. Towards the bow of the ship, um, looks like it's been damaged. Um, so there's the tower of the, uh, the living compartments of the ship, all the, you know, the, the where everything is. Yeah. The, the, the sail deck and uh, cabins and all that great stuff. 
it is five stories of of superstructure. Three cranes suspended or over the the hold, the cargo hold, and everything looks like it's iced over. Is the ship actually in the water, or is it surfaced on the... The ship is in the water. The ship is in the water. You can actually see um, towards the, the, the front. If you look over the uh, port, the port bow, you can see where the iceberg has breached the hull um, just above the waterline. Is the waterline high or low in the ship? The waterline is low on the ship. Oh, it's an empty ship. Mm. It's weird there are no people here. I wonder if they got evacuated and we just didn't hear about it. Where are are there lifeboats? Um, as if you walk around the the superstructure. You could see four levels up on the starboard side. There is one a lifeboat that a lifeboat that is in its little nook. Right. On the port side, there is a nook but no lifeboat. So, so the other thing you will notice while you're walking around the perimeter of the superstructure is both of the doors, the port and the starboard door that lead in. Um, are missing. As, well, missing is maybe a misnomer. Um, the one on the starboard side is missing. The one on the port side is looks like it's been ripped off its hinges. Well, that does it for me. I'm back on the boat. See you. Yeah. <laughs> What's the ripped off its hinges? The door? The door into the the port door into the superstructure. Okay. Mm. Oh, God. Well, I guess we should head up to the bridge, see if the captain left anything in the logs or something like that. Right. Uh, that's, a good, that's a good idea there because that, that cargo hold's empty. I can tell you that. Well, the other thing, is there's three cargo holds. Um, are are you looking at the at the? Are you going to climb up and look at the the holes in the entrances, or are you going to just go up into the superstructure? Well, I'm going to go up into the superstructure because I'm assuming it's empty. Because in fact, the water line is low. Well, the water line's low, but you also notice that there's iceberg piercing the side of the boat, which is partially suspending it. Well, I'm curious to go to the bridge. I want to see how a ship in the 21st century got tagged by an iceberg. Yeah, and they probably have a cargo manifest in the on the bridge as well. Right. Captaining. Yeah, I'll take a look. All right. Um, as you're going around the 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 back back of the superstructure as you're making your circuit around it, um, you see. Some uh, frozen. It, it looks like it might be 
blood, just like a little bit. It's like it's slightly reddish on the ice. Blood on the ice? It, it looks like it could be blood. Ah. And when I say ice, I just mean the, the rind, the rhyme. So are you going into the port door or the or the uh, starboard door? They're both. They're both open. open. They're both open to the elements. Well, Dickie, you're in charge of this expedition. Gosh, indeed. Uh, look, at, look at that torn open door there. Well, they're both torn open. Yeah, one, one, one door is torn open. Look at that door. The one that's missing? Yes. Or, okay. Okay. Um, so the, the actual door on the port side yep. lies buckled and twisted on the deck. Hmm. Um, if you're looking at it, there's, there's, it looks like there's some indentations, um, like something large and heavy was used to batter down from the exterior, ah. and then it was once it, it, I guess once it came off its hinges, it was tossed aside. That's what what it looks like. It's almost oh, like somebody yeah. took a battering ram and. Huh. <clears throat> I mean, are, is, is this one, is it just a depression in one spot, or are there multiple depressions? Wait, say that again? Or is there just a depression in one spot, or are there multiple depressions? Like, uh, there's, there's a few of them. Mm. If you might want to be careful, there might be some uh, rough weather ahead of us looking at that door there. Yeah, yeah keep sharp. All right. As you enter the superstructure, on your there's uh, three doors down the corridor on your left, and then one, two, two immediately to your right, as well as uh, stairway stairwells going to your to the right uh, down court. There's a couple corridors of stair stairwells going up, and a passageway going towards the port with a door. I'll sort of take the stairs up. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I guess I'm assuming the bridge is the bridge would have to be on the top level. Yeah. Right. So you're going all the way up. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. The top level is fairly tiny. Um, in there, you'll find what looks to be the wheelhouse as well as the radio room. All right. So, uh, which are you going into first? Let's take a look at that wheelhouse. All right. So, as you're going up the, the, the stairway to the wheelhouse, um, you notice it. it looks like it can only be um, a trail of blood that comes through and down the stairs. Um, you get into the access corridor, corridor that, that the corridor that accesses the rear of the wheelhouse, and beyond the wheelhouse is the radio. 
Um, it's a bit... Your eye, it takes a little bit getting used to the brightness in here. It is the topmost deck, and having gone up the stairs in the, in the dark with just your flashlights, um, it takes a little bit of getting used to. There's a huge picture window so the, so the captain can see out over the, the deck and what's going on. Um, it's pretty clear that the wheelhouse has been trashed. Uh, the controls and the dials are smashed. The levers are bent and twisted and pulled out of their mountings. And there's dents that mar the controls um, housing. There's a big crack running up through the large viewing window. Um, and the window's been frosted over. There's papers and charts lying scattered about. Uh, clearly, someone or some people or was just bent on destroying it and preventing ship's operations. Though mm -hmm. so it, it looks like the damage that was done would, couldn't have been done by just a guy. Maybe like a guy on steroids or something. Or a group of guys. Mm. Oh, we should look sharp. Might have uh, crazies on board. Madness. Heard about this. Alright, um. That time in Cancun or the Sea Madness. The radio room also um, is in disarray. Uh, it looks like somebody just. It can only. It looks like somebody literally took an axe and smashed up the radio equipment with the axe. Pulled out wires. The microphone has been dashed to pieces. It's a. Uh, uh, Dicky wanted to give me an idea roll there. Yeah. Idea. Uh, oh, I definitely make that. I made that roll. The damage in this room is, is different than the damage that was done in the wheelhouse. This looks like a guy with an axe could have done it, as opposed to whatever happened next door. Huh. Okay. Gillian oh, gives a sharp whistle and says, oh, man. Making pictures as we go. Is there, is there like a radio log or, or a shift log in the wheelhouse or in the radio room? Uh, no, there's not. But searching around, you do find the axe that did the damage. Ah. I'm going to have to hold on to this for uh, reasons. You can give me, Dick, you can also give me a pilot boat roll. Oh, yes, I can and will. Oh, I made that too. Okay, well. Are you sure? Can you even see the rolls? <laughs> you know, you gotta, move, you gotta move some things a bit, but yes. Wes, Wes has on sunglasses, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just. 
this place is totally trash. There, you're not going to be repairing this anytime soon. You, the ship's not going to make it out of this under its own power. Yep. Also, um, you'll you'll notice that there's no lights on, and there's no electricity. Well, gentlemen, I want to take a look at the engine room eventually. Well, I mean, that's where we find a couple more axes. I think we got, got the speed madness on board. As I was saying. Hey, um, did we find any the manifest or captain's law, black box, anything like that? No, not up in, not up in here, no. You just find a hot mess. The uh, you find the you guys, actually, you're searching around, so um, you can give me spot hidden rolls. Oh, yes. I'm not that good. Nope. Nope. Uh, can I push my spot hidden roll? I made it. Or does it matter when since he made it? Um, well, Matt, you, you actually see there's um, in in the radio room there's traces of blood among the damage. Okay. Not just it's not like that. blood splattered, but it's just like somebody smear, was dripping smear here and there, yeah. A handprint. I assume it's frozen just like everything else. Well, this is a little bit less uh, exposed, so it's more just dried. Okay. But it's still been here for a while, huh? Yeah, it's not dripping. How long would I estimate? Oh, you're a doctor. Why don't you give me a medical roll? Uh Made it. Right, it's, it's, yeah, it's it's been it's been longer than a few days. Okay. So it's been a while. Hmm. Ronnie, did you want to push your roll? Uh sure. All right. Fail. All right. Um, as you're rooting around, you actually um, you actually end up cutting yourself on an exposed piece of uh, of debris. Oh and shit! Take a point of damage. Oh, good God! That's a that's a hell of a cut. Mm -hmm. You need a stitch. Here, here, here. I'll some uh, medication to that. Uh, and, and Adam something the emergency bourbon. That's the emergency bourbon, not the fighting bourbon. That's right. I'm gonna. Um, I'll, I'll take some of the bourbon and pour it over the cut, and then go. <laughs> well, that's one way to take it. All right. So. uh... 
Where are you guys heading? Let's see. Um, let's try to see if we can find the captain's cabin, actually, because that's, that's probably where we're going to find at least a log and some clues of what's going on here. Okay. Well, I think I think on on a modern ship, they there's a separate office. Yeah. For the XO. Yeah. That makes sense. We have a tiny office somewhere around here. Maybe on yeah. the next. Probably, floor yeah, probably on the on the fourth floor. If all that's up here is the radio room and the wheelhouse. All right. So you're gonna to go to the floor below? Yeah. Yeah, we'll go down to the fourth. Okay. So uh, you go down the stairs, and the, there's a number of doors. They are all open and swaying um, with the rhythm of the ship. That's so, not eerie. Well, at least they ain't squeaking. Yeah. What do the rooms down here look like? So you have, uh, coming down the stairs, you have two doors flanking you on either end of a corridor that ends in a T. On that T, there are um, a door to the left, a door to the right. And then the T, both ends of the T, um, 90 degree back around in the direction you came on either end, starboard report. And there are more doors there. Let's just right. peep into the closest ones. Yeah. All right, left or right? Either left. Way. Okay. All right. So, welcome to the crew quarters. Um, these rooms are not in the book. They're the pilot's rooms. Um, they are living quarters for for the crew. Uh, they're somewhat in disarray. There is a table and a bed on each. Nothing remarkable. Are they just individual rooms, or did yes? They okay. Yeah. And then going up toward the T, you have a door uh, port and a door starboard. As we move through the doors and stuff, I'm going to close them behind us so that we can mark where we've been. Okay. As long as the latch. Well, parties, left or right? Right this guy. To the to the right? Yep. Come on, port or starb. Alright. Yeah. Uh, the door to the right is a small uh, cabin with a bathroom attached. And it is a complete and utter mess. Um, actually alright, never mind. Wait. Um, you find a mattress that has been upended, blocking the interior of the door, but it's just a mattress as you just push it. Um, you have clothing and personal possessions have been flung about with abandon. Um, some of these clothes are bloodstained. 
There's a bed. Give me a spot hidden roll. Pass. Nope. This is a bed. Here's a bed. I passed. Oh, you passed it? Yeah, I passed it. Uh, you see what looks like a foot or a shoe attached to a leg that goes under the bed. Hey, guys, I think I found something. Oh, what did you find there? Uh, looks like a shoe with a leg. Okay, I'm going to raise it. Peer through the bed because there's a mattress on the bed now. Beneath the slats, lying in a pool of frozen blood, is a man. Everybody a sanity roll. A sanity roll. Sanity roll. Ah, I'm there's some, there's, there's some guys not me. Fine. I passed the sanity roll. Ooh, I blew it. Oh, one, one d three. We're seeing a dead guy with a frozen rickness of terror on his face. Haven't you ever seen? You're a doctor. You should have seen a dead guy before. Yeah, no, but normally they're anesthetized. Well, no, I have back at med school, but they look fairly tranquil. <laughs> I didn't see one in the wild. One time that I can't talk about because the court record is sealed, but man, that was good. Can I give this guy a once over to figure you out what can, happened? Yeah, and you, you it immediately apparent that um, there are lacerations um, on his throat, and as well as his uh, torso and his lower arms, suggesting knife wounds. Uh, give me a spot hidden while you're doing this. Okay. You see these wounds on his forearms. These are defensive wounds. Ooh, made the spot hidden. <laughs> ah, you find an old silver-handled uh, straight razor. Ooh, classy. The actual razor is covered with blood. Okay. On the uh, handle of the razor are the initials TL. Terrence Lewis? I assume the razor matches the wounds. It does. Is there enough blood to justify this many wounds? There is a a pool of blood. Okay, if the blood, I just want to make sure the blood spatter to the wound ratio is right. Yeah, I mean, in your medical opinion, it looks like this guy slit his own throat. Okay. So, oh, this looks like a suicide. That's kind of hard to do. I don't think he was in his right mind when he did it. Well, clearly. I'm going to pocket the straight razor. Judging by the look of his face, looks like he second-guessed himself afterwards. (laughs) Most do. All right, um... Anybody searching through the blood? Yeah, I'll go, I'll go through the guy's shit. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, so you, you find out that uh, he kept the diary, and his name was Thorosh Lofgren. T-E-L. So, yeah, in America, that'd be Terrence Lewis. <laughs> okay, we're reading the diary. Uh, there's nothing. It's in, it's in Norwegian. Norwegian! Well, yeah, Swedish guys. chef ain't got nothing to say. <laughs> Norwegian. It's all Greek to me. Um, also, well, there's also manuals amongst the debris. There's manuals on radio operation. Hmm, this guy must have been the radio operator. Yeah, what a <laughs> very dead radio operator. <laughs> all right. We'll break out our fingerprint kit and uh, print this axe that uh, Dickie is carrying around and see if they match with the radio operator's fingerprints. It would help if you had the radio operator's fingerprints on file. Yeah. Well, we got the radio operator. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're not Interpol. That's true. Um, There's really nothing more in this room that's of any. Anything in the bathroom? Got a first aid kit, some bandages I can bandage up my cut? <laughs> no, but it, but it looks like there's a turd floating in the frozen toilet. Oh, he left a floater! Oh. <laughs> uh, again, how long would I judge the body's been dead for? Uh, it, it's hard. To, it's actually it's hard to tell because it's so cold. Right. That. It's um. Th there's no. There's not even an odor. Right, and obviously no insects and anything. So, so uh, Wes, since you're uh, you're wearing the cop glasses, it's it's time for you to make your CSI pun. Well, <laughs> that guy had his final cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You can either go port side to the other door you saw, or you can go around the corner starboard. Port side is. Port side is. All right. You can find another frozen pork chop. Again, I'm still the close the door. door along, the next door along is a jar. But it's a door. <laughs> Um, it actually it leads into a small, like a lobby area, off of which you have a bedroom and a day room and a bathroom. Yeah. It is very neatly kept. It is tidy. There are no signs of distress or vandalism. Um, in the day room part, there are three comfortable looking chairs and a desk and an upright chair by the desk. And then there's a bedroom section. This looks like a captain's area. Yeah. I would look around. In the bathroom, there's not a captain's log. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> we found the radio operator's log. No! 
There is, however, on the desk, or in the desk, the captain's lock. <laughs> There's also a silver letter opener, um, writing paper, and pens. Mm. I'll take that letter opener. I'll take a look at the captain's log. It is in Norwegian. Well, shit, does anybody speak anything other than this gobbledygook? See, I'm going to radio the uh, my number uh, number one. Number one, you speak uh, Norwegian. Is anybody on board uh, board the ship? Speaking Norwegian? You don't have a walkie-talkie. You never said you had a walkie-talkie. I, I said He, he sent the red shirt back for flashlights and walkie-talkies. Yes. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well... The range on your walkie-talkie is enough to keep in communication with each other, but not with um, Captain on the ship. Hey, what does my dad pay his evil for? You read me, Dicky? Do you read me? <laughs> You're coming in good loud. <laughs> I'm standing right here. Um... Dicky, as you are looking through the 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 uh, another like a side table set against the wall, you find a decanter half filled with rum. It is a glass cut decanter, and there's a silver label on a short chain with the ship with the shipping company's logo, Simmons and Calvert Shipping, engraved on the label. So fancy. Oh, t- uh, well, I'll take that back. I'll take that back to the ship. Can't let perfectly good liquor go to waste. So you're you're you have an emergency rum supply as well as an emergency bourbon supply. Bourbon. Right. What are you walking around with a backpack? Like right. a Skyrim backpack or something? <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna take it the knee. You got to prioritize the booze. I don't think they have bags of holding in Call of Cthulhu. <laughs> in Call of Cthulhu, bag hold you. <laughs> With tentacles. Grippy <laughs> tentacles. Call of Cthulhu, the bag will hold, but it doesn't stop holding. Ever. Ever. Forever. I've seen enough hentai to know where this is going. <laughs> to Burger King. Burger I King. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had lunch today. Um, oh, I'm uh, sorry, I didn't mean to stuff my face then right before the fucking game. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Um, so you're, you're snaking the rum. Uh, is there anything in the bedroom? I peek in there real quick. Ah, uh, no, just his bed. Yep. Neatly made, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Hospital corners, you can bounce a quarter off of it. Mm. Mm. Clearly a navy man of long, long standing. But nothing out of the ordinary otherwise in this room? No. In these rooms? No. Now, um... Coming out of that door, you can either go back the way you came and go around a corner, or you can continue on the port side bends around again. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll continue. I'm assuming that this floor is basically a circle. Yes. 
Hey, on the captain's desk, does he have any markers or anything, like Sharpies, anything like that? Uh, make a luck roll. Okay. He has a very nice fountain pen. <laughs> That's lovely. He once had a letter opener, but he's not using it anymore. There are, there are fountain pens. Made it. There is a Sharpie. Okay. When we close the door on that one, I'm going to put a big letter C on the door. Okay. Just kind of marker that. As you follow the corridor around to the, the outer part of the corridor, facing the back of the ship, port side, there's a door that leads into yet another corridor that is wider. Uh, there are more stairs going down. It goes off to the end and hooks back around what could only be the smokestack. So what you have is a big corridor going around the central smokestack of the, of the structure. There's a door that leads into that area as well. Well, I guess we'll go through the door. Yeah, right. while we're here, might as well. Okay. Um, you see the funnel going up and down, big corridor for engine exhaust, and on the wall there is a med kit. Nice. I yank it. Yep. If nobody else does. Hey, 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 I'm using this gauze here, pal. You want me to do that professionally for you so it doesn't so you don't look like you're getting ready to go box? <laughs> <laughs> he is able to extract the painful splinter that you got while screwing around in the mechanical room. Hell, if I lost a hit point, it more than a splinter. Well, I didn't say how big the splinter was. Yeah. <laughs> All the way through your hand. That's one yeah, picture. and you have like a big, you know, you have Jesus syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a syndrome. You know, you may sound like being crucified is contagious. I don't know. I think I should. I think I should keep that. That's like <laughs> the only weapon I have right now. <laughs> Alright, <laughs> uh, make a first aid roll. Crucifixion. What? Make a first aid roll. Okay. Don't touch him. You can catch it. Ow! Ow! Uh, Ow! That'll end. Oh, I make it exactly 80. Alright, you are. Your one hit point has been. Has been healed. Yay! Where'd you get your bedside mana? The fucking crackerjack box? <laughs> Most of my patients are unconscious. I wonder why. <laughs> fucking shooting the Death Star in their eyes and shit. <laughs> There's nothing else of interest in this room. You know, all that cement in the backside. He's going through the giant tits like you. Ah. Uh, what? Actually, <laughs> you know, every, give me an idea roll. Everybody can give me this idea roll. 
Oh, yes. I definitely make that. I'll All right. So as you walk out of the, the door that you just walked in, mm-hmm. you notice that there, there's an indentation. That is where the lifeboat that is missing would have been. Shoo! <coughs> Excuse me. So there's like a big void where there should have been a lifeboat. So you undo it from the inside and then it drops out. Right. Okay. I guess it, it must uh, swing it, swing out, so you don't. When it drops, it doesn't hit the deck. Ideally. <laughs> it, it is a. a Greenland design, so you never know. It just drops on the deck, and people roll, motherfuckers, roll. Got <laughs> air horns. Come on, you have to get a parabola. So yeah, that's a big empty void where there should be a a boat. Hmm. Hey guys, this is a big empty void where there should be a boat. Ah, but there should be the regular, the real lifeboat on the other side. Should be. Is there? If you can see it from the outside, I hope it's on the. You can see it from the inside as well. Because of you know, well, you haven't gone around that far. No, well, let's yeah. go around that far. As you go around that far, <laughs> you see the lifeboat, the remaining lifeboat. It is covered with a tarpaulin. Mm-hmm. This is all you, Dicky. You can give me a spot hidden, Dicky. Yeah, let us know if this is a death boat. Spot hidden roll, Dicky. Anybody spot hidden? Spot hidden. Spot-hidden, Dicky. Uh, okay, I'm spot-hidden around here. Let's know if that tarp is a trap. Uh, that tarp. It's a, it's it's a tarp. tarp. Uh, wait, that. I'll push that roll. Okay, push that roll. All right. Uh, that was worse. All right. Okay, as you're, as you're up, looking, it covers your face, and you no. fall down the stairs. As you are looking... Around that tarp, and trying to trying to trying to look, see what's going on. Your footing slips on some of the ice. They ah. fall down one floor. Ah. Um, you can give me one d six falling damage. Make a dodge, man. Make a dodge. See if you can miss all the steps on the way down. Really? Uh, God dang it. Roll with it. Five. All right. Take five points of damage. Holy crap. (laughs) You fall into the void onto the floor below. Uh, One question. Is the booze okay? Is the booze okay? Really, though. Uh, I, I would be more worried about that axe you're carrying around now that you've fallen down a flight of stairs. Yeah, yeah Eugene. Well, it's not so much of a as a flight of 
Yeah, I guess it could be a flight of stairs. All right. So when you, you land on the roof of level two, uh, give me a luck roll. Oh, luck roll. You got one, please. Uh, no. Yeah, your your walkie talkie is busted. That's where your damage came from. You landed on your walkie talkie and got solid state electronics shoved into an orifice. Oh, that's uh, that's right up the smokestack. Yeah, I hear that one all the time. I fell on it. No, you don't I want... fell on my keys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Repeatedly. As Dicky was was mucking around with the tarp there, he managed to pull pull some of it loose, and it's now flapping in the breeze. Oh uh, well, I'll uh. I'll take a peek under the, the tarp. Funny you should say that. Why, is there another dead guy under there? Why, yes, there is. Give me a sanity roll. Dun, 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 dun. It is a death boat. Oh, that is a critical failure. You take three points of sanity. Seeing a a mangled and bloody corpse. Damn. Um, That's fine as long as it's these little small pops. We can can do this all day. It's five points or more. It's five points or more in the course. It's uh, 20% in the course of a game day. Is it a game day? Oh, has that changed? Yeah, and then it's five at a time. So those those are the targets. Because it used to just be five at a time. Oh, well, it's five at a time for temporary, and twenty percent in a game day for um, what is it? In, like not permanent, but um, definite. Thank you. Six. I think in six it was twenty percent in a game hour. Yeah. yeah. They kind of upped it up a little bit. Yeah, they have to empty a little bit in seven. Yeah, yeah and also an hour is kind of a vague thing to figure out. Right. It was very easy to say, oh, an hour passed because we were reading the captain's log or whatever. Yeah. Okay, so now you have Dickie is a level below you, nursing a bruised ass. Fuck it off. <laughs> and there's a your second corpse. What does it look like? What happened to this one? I give it a once over. This one had in order not to fall down to the level below. Right, this one looks like it's just been mangled. It's hard to tell, but it just looks mauled. Like, like something like just crushed it. Its ar- arms are at odd angles. It and then it like it's, it. been, it's weird. It almost looks like it's been shoved in there. And then had the tarp pulled over it? 
Yeah. That's unpleasant to think about. The radio operator did it. And consumed with guilt, he killed himself in his own quarters. That's about as much sense as anything. Uh. You all right, Dick? Oh, I'm going to be okay. Oh, no. Let's see. Let me check. Let me check. I take a drink of my emergency bourbon. And there I go. Yeah. Probably. All right, there's, there's a one more. Spectacles, watch, and wallet. Yep. Yeah, they seem to be intact. Everybody give me an idea roll. Except for Dickie, who is a little preoccupied. Mass. Um, everything so far on this, on this level has been bilaterally symmetrical. And the captain's quarters, while while very generous, the um, radio operator's quarters were no way near as big as the captain's quarters. So there's a room we haven't been in yet. Ah, uh, baby. Let's find this room. What? There's a room Sorry. we haven't been in yet. So we need to find find the room that fills in the space. I was busy staring at this corpse trying to figure out what happened. Hey, he's dead. He's mangled. Somebody shoved him in a boat. Yeah. Let's get the fuck out of here. I don't. Where's the person that did this though? I don't think it was the radio operator. Well, unless unless he's been surviving on uh, canned fish and whatever stock of fresh food this place had, he's probably long gone. Yeah, probably. Well, let's find your missing room. Yep. What about Dickie? Are we just going to leave him down there? Why not? Go <laughs> back up here, Dickie. We got stuff to do. Don't worry, you got us all the way back up. Oh, God. Quit your lollygagging. All right, so you guys are, are, are Dickie, are you going up? I'm going to. Or are you, uh, you guys just going to the room without him? We'll wait for Dickie. So as he slowly makes his way back to us, painfully. Well, Gilligan, Gilligan's helping him up. Still needs his last paycheck. <laughs> you come around to where the door the missing room is, and you actually back out of the cord, the big corridor that went around the the void. Mm -hmm. um, there is a door in front of you and a door to the right that is like on a corner. Okay. The is one. it open or shut? Uh, the one in front of you is open. The one next to you. It is shut. Well, let's go in the open door. All right. In the open door, there is a hobby room. You find the record.
room. There's a pool table. Uh, there's a nice TV. You know, one of the, the new flat screens. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a DVD collection. They actually have uh, The Wolverine. It's actually the only movie they have. They sit around and watch The Wolverine over and over and over. <laughs> the Wolverine? Damn. Well, now I see what drove the radio operator crazy. Wait a second, wait a second. X-Men Origins Wolverine came out in 2009. The Wolverine came out like later than that, so... This All boat right. is from the future. <laughs> it's uh, the one that had Deadpool, whichever one that was. Origin, the the movie that comes out in two thousand nine. Yeah, well, they, you know, Greenland. They had a they had an advanced copy. Yeah, they had an advanced copy. Yeah, a time travel copy. Well, they cross all these time zones. You know, it's yeah. it's weird. It's, it's weird. Yeah. I never understood these European release dates. Yep. I never really understood how you played pool on the ship. So, there's just a bunch of, you know, there's cards, playing cards. And Poker chips. Games. Oh, yeah, exactly. Pong. Look, it's Candyland. <laughs> oh, God. They got a nope. classic Space Invaders machine. They have a beta, a beta test of Settlers of Catan. <laughs> oh look, it's that other bandit character they used to have. Oh wow! And what is this? They, they, it looks like they have a, a what is it? Two thousand eight, a bunch of fourth edition Dungeons and Dragons stuff. The spines are, are the spines are very intact. <laughs> I was just imagining book after book of <coughs> Magic the Gathering cards. Uh, boxes of cards. Sixth edition Call of Cthulhu. Yeah. So, that's it for this one, huh? Yeah. Some of that stuff might be collector's items. You never know. Stick them in the backpack. Yeah, I'm gonna grab their uh, their first edition Call of Cthulhu and put it in my backpack. It's signed, oddly enough. It says signed by Sandy Peterson to Thorvald from The Godfather. <laughs> For those of you who don't get it, on the uh, there it is on the cover of this. The Godfather. Godfather. What about Lynn Willis? Do not speak a name. You come to my, you come to my role-playing game on this day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> not at my table. Not at my table. No. <laughs> Oh, like long movie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the, the door, the door to the room um, that you are looking to get into is actually it is locked. Well, that sucks. Well, I have an axe here. Uh, unlock it. It's a fucking ship, you twat. 
you can't just chop down a fucking steel door with an axe. If it's a steel door. This isn't a submarine. It's uh, every fucking steel ship I've seen has steel doors. Really? Well, Vicky, use your axe. Give me a strength roll. Ah! Yeah! Ah! Clang. Let's see. My strength is 70, and I rolled a uh, 29. You, you rolled a what? A 29 or 70. Oh, I thought you said 99. That axe is about to be embedded in your skull. <laughs> it bounces off the steel door and hits you square in the face. You are able to use the axe as a sort of a lever and pry the pop the lock off. Is what you're able to do. There you go. So you have a suite of rooms that mirrors the captain's room on the opposite side of the court. Now, the bed here is tidy, but not quite as tidy as the captain's quarters. There are blood-stained towels in the bathroom, and the day room is hot. Now, here you will find ship systems diagrams, deck plans, crane diagrams, and other engineering papers. Oh. If you will, please direct your attention to the live to the chat for this. I will get you that information forthwith. It's a bunch of wires and shit. Here, you take it, Dickie. Ah, yes. That's a boat building. Yeah, boat building at that. Yeah. Uh, it's so hard designing here. Alright, I'm going to... As soon as my slow-ass computer decides to catch up with me. Alright, here we go. Now we're talking. I will get you copies of the ship's maps. How's that? Ooh, ship's maps. They might not be in great condition because... Alright. They're scans. There you go. That is in the chat. Here we got here. Yeah. Ah, there's a light. The light comes from. All right. So you have you have the map of the ship. Uh, there's also a handwritten note that is on the large desk that says, "CO." It's CO2, bottles or crane? Question mark. So, there's a scrap of paper that said CO2, bottles or crane? Question mark. Um, 
Hey, Matt, why don't you give me an idea roll? No, okay. Is there a whole room dedicated to healing? <laughs> now you can just tell me. So you are obviously... Uh, failed. Okay, never mind. You guys are on level 4 and 22. That's how big you are here. Oh, boy. 22. Okay. I want to find the beer room. <laughs> oh, there is a food lounge. Oh. My internet is pretending to be an asshole, so uh, I'll just follow you guys. We are in, uh, we are in number 22 and level 4, is it? You're, you are, 22 is where you are. There we are. 22! Where it says lifeboat, that is where you fell. Ah, oh, God. And you landed on, basically, on level 2, above where it says contractors. Okay, let's see how this works. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you landed basically, yeah. You, you didn't fall quite as far as I thought you did. Okay, so we had actually been on level three. So we're two gents. Have we already been to the bosun zone? Which one is the bosun? That'd be number fifteen. Fifteen, you have not been to fifteen because you have only been to level five and level four. Ah, okay. Yeah, let's just keep going. Hit level three and keep there. All right. So where are you going? Well, uh, I think we want to see what happens in the officer lounge. Down these All right. In the officer's lounge. Uh, all right. Uh, these rooms are uh, obviously smaller than the captain's room. Hold on a second. Uh, we're back. Hold on. We've actually seen Wes's feet. Oh, wow. What is that? Hold on. Is that like his laundry? That's <laughs> somebody's laundry. Oh, there's his feet. We're back. All right, All right. so you guys are going um, and looking in the rooms? 
Yep. Um, most of these are typical cabins. Um, they've got books scattered about. Nothing, nothing really unusual in any of them. Okay. Uh, uh, you can give me a spot hidden. So, as you're going through cabin, your cabin to cabin search, I spot nothing. Uh, <clears throat> I make it. Uh, one of the cabins, um, there are a number of books. And one book stands out um, among the, the debris just because it's actually opened. Um, it looks like the spine has been broken. And the section that is open um, says Eric the Red Saga. And then on the left side of the page, it is written in Old, Old Norse. But on the right side, there's a translation of the text. In English? In English, yeah. Okay. What's he talking about? Uh, well, it, it happened one... I'll just read it. It happened one morning that Carl Stephanie and his men noticed up above the clearing a kind of speck, as it were, glittering back to them, and they shouted at it. It moved. It was just Leopold and hopped down to the riverbank off which they were lying. Thorvald, Eric the Red's son, was sitting by the rudder, and the skiapod shot an arrow in his guts. He drew out the arrow. There's back around my belly, he said. We have won a fine and fruitful country, but will hardly be allowed to enjoy it. Thorvald died of this wound a little later. The skiapod skipped away in back north, and Carlsefni and his men gave chase, catching sight of him every now and again. The last glimpse they had of him, he was leaping for some creek or other. Carl and his men then turned back, and one of the men sang this ditty. Men went chasing, I tell you no lie, a one-legged racing of a seashore body. But this man wonder, curse some of the trauma. Carl Sifney, pray, ponder, escape at a gallop. I hate when they translate into rhymes of poetry in another language. Yeah. It doesn't always... They concluded that... They concluded that those mountains were throughout Hop, and those that they discover, now discovered were one in the same range. But they therefore stood directly in line with each other and extended the same distance on both sides of Strong Ford. And that is Somebody's speaker, or somebody's microphone is picking up their speaker. Because when you were reading that, I was getting feedback really bad. I can hear myself talking now. It's Wes. I could barely hear what you were saying, Steve, or understand. I mean, to hear it. Okay. I'm hearing it from two directions. Is it better now? For you, yeah. No, I mean, can you can you hear me? Can you understand it now? Yeah. Wes, all right. I'll, I'll reread read that. It happened one morning that Carl Sefney and his men no noticed up above the clearing a kind of speck, as it were, glittering back at them, and they shouted at it. 
It moved. It was a skiapod, and hopped down to the riverbank off which they were lying. Thorvald Eric the Red Sun was sitting by the rudder, and the skiapod shot an arrow into his guts. He drew out the arrow. There is fat. There is fat round my belly. He said, "We have won a fine and fruitful country, but will hardly be allowed to enjoy it." Thorvald died of this wound a little later. Skiapod slipped away back north, and Karlsefni and his men gave chase, catching sight of him every now and again. The last glimpse they had of him, he was leaping for some creek or other. Karlsefni and his men then turned back. Then one of the men sang this ditty. Men went chasing, I tell you no lie, a one-legger racing the seashore by. But this man wonder, cursed son of a trollop, Karlsefni pray ponder, escape at a gallop. They concluded that those mountains which were at Hop and those that they now discovered were one in the same range, that they therefore stood directly in line with each other and extended the same distance on both sides of Trampy. Okay. So anyways, it just, I mean, I couldn't, I was able to puzzle out what Steve was saying most of the time, but for that yeah. long time, it just got completely garbled. So, um, you're all educated men. Everybody can make a no roll. Uh, Ira. Do I make that? That's a pass. Okay, so... Basically, this is a book of Eric the Red Saga, composed in 1265. And after after reading through it, more than what they gave me, um, it it's really it's about the discovery and colonization of Greenland, um, okay. led by uh, Thorfinn Karlsefni and Gudrid. That's his wife. They explore the north, meeting and killing natives on their way. Um, the the bit here talks about meeting a strange thing called a skiapod, which translates from Greek into one footer, who shoots an arrow and kills Eric's son Thorvald, and then takes off. Uh, the, those that survive return home and then set sail again for Greenland the following spring. Mm. Mm. Okay. It's a weird thing to just be laying in the middle of everything. Um, give me a an idea roll. Uh, hey. Nope, failed that. Pass. All right. Um, the spine of the book actually opens to that page. Right. So somebody was studying it pretty closely before mm -hmm. whatever happened happened. Wow. Oh. They went crazy, thought that the rest of the crew were natives, and uh, just started going to chopping. Well, they saw some sort of parallel between the story and what was happening to them. All right, where to next? Ah, that's a good question. Let's uh, head uh, 
explored this floor completely? So where? What? Have we explored this floor completely? No, you've looked in the you've looked at some of the crew cabins. Okay. Uh, let's continue uh, sleeping the uh, floor then. So where are you going? Uh, you, you have a map, so you can yeah. just simply tell me where you're going. I'm trying to figure out I'm trying to where we are on the map as, a, as, a, as I, I get through there. Uh, so you have the officer's lounge and the laundry. The officer's laundry. Okay, let's just do a lap. Let's do a lounge first. You really want to get more of that booze, don't you? Uh, right, yeah. So coming around the corner, heading toward the officer's uh, lounge, the glint from your flashlight, or the beam from your flashlight, picks up something on the bulkhead glinting. Well, it's a six-foot-long cylindrical piece of glass embedded in the bulkhead. It's embedded in the bulkhead. Yes. Is the bulkhead torn, uh, like it was pushed through the bulkhead, or is it smooth, like it was actually built into the bulkhead? It looks like it pierced the bulkhead. Uh, a six-foot-long tube of glass. Cylindrical piece of glass. Are you looking at it? I am looking at that because that's okay. not right. It actually looks less like glass and more crystalline. And um, it's shaped kind of like a harpoon. Weird. Uh, what the heck? It is icy cold to the touch. Gentlemen, am I am I am I am I am I excessively drunk, or is that a crystalline shaped harpoon in this ship? I don't know. Can we pull it out? Yeah. Um, who's gonna try and pull it out? I'll try it. Need a hard strength roll. Hard strength. Yep. Which Can is. I can I help and make that uh, uh, low? Uh, can I help with that? You can help and and just make it a regular strength roll for Rodney's strength. Yes. Okay. Well, at a regular strength roll, I make it. You make it. Yeah. Yeah. You you pull it out. It is very cold to the touch, and it has a sharp barbed head. Um, the material, though. It resembles nothing you've ever seen before. It's. I, mean, I guess if you were to. To, put it into the realm of what your experience, it would look like armored glass. Hmm. Well, that's strange. The name of. I think I'll hang on to this. How does this get made? It's a little bulky. And it's it's heavy. It's heavy. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's a part of the ship, so it's part of the salvage. Uh, uh, we're just not going to sell this back to the shipping company, though. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll carry it along with me for a while, and if it gets to be too much of a pain in the ass, I'll ditch it. Yeah. 
Speaking of X Men, you're you've now become Ahab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least the hounds, the time hounds. I, uh, you know, I'll hang on to this harpoon in just in case I need to ditch it into a deep one's gut. Yep. So what? Your queen you don't now? know what deep ones are. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I rolled up my character with the Mythos Experience package. <laughs> we are not playing pulp. This is not pulp. That's not pulp. That's in that's seventh edition investigator's guide. That's the option. This is not part of the optional rules <laughs> for playing. Um. Okay. So you're going into the crew, the officers' lounge, huh? Yes. Because he's on the hunt for booze. Gotta recover my strength. Right. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, the officers' lounge is has comfy chairs and tables. There are a number of empty whiskey bottles broken on the floor. There is a bar. It is shuttered and locked. Yeah, not for long. It's not. We're gonna pry that open with the the axe. We're just gonna. You're gonna pry it open with the axe? Yes. Why don't you break the lock with this uh, magic harpoon? How do you know it's magic? It's six feet long. It's up. crystalline and it can pierce steel. That's pretty damn magic to me. <coughs> we just. <clears throat> we're just going around believing in magic now. Is that, that's how it works. Take a couple of dead bodies and all the rules are off. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you explain to me what this is. Force equals mass times acceleration is what it is. Yeah. I'll give you that for free. Yeah. It could be a conventional object. It should scare you more than any magic, really. Yeah. Actually, you should probably make a sanity roll because... Something that strong that could throw that object that hard. Yeah. I mean, it could a space rock or something. Like that. So I'm still tripping on something that can put dents in the, in the deck and rip off a weather-tight door. That could be that could be weather. That could have been that could have been a weather phenomenon. Yeah. Right. Are you really gonna try and break into the bar? Yes. Why wouldn't I? It is West. <laughs> All right, well, give me that. Give me that hard strength roll. I got an axe. It's wood. It's shuttered. It's with steel. It's steel. All right, yeah, well, it's shuttered. Uh, uh, Would you no. trust a crew of cutthroat merchants with a with an open bar? No. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, I thought it was the officer's lounge, though. A crew of cutthroat merchants. Hey, man, Greenland. Wildcard. Greenlanders. Uh, no, I, I thought they were that. Norwegian. I, I I failed that. Okay, well, the bar just ain't giving up the, the booty. Okay, what else we got in here? You'll just have to suffice it with the captain's rum and your bottle of whatever of whiskey that you brought, or bourbon, your emergency yeah. bourbon. 
I'm going to help myself to some of that right now and then uh, figure out what's going on here. All right, where to? Ah, well, uh, there was that other room. Let's see what's name of it there. The laundry? Yeah, laundry. There you go. That's what I was going to <laughs> Look! Tide! <laughs> tide is out. They're out of tide. The tide is out. <laughs> All right. Who is walking into the laundry room first? I, I, I'm good to go. I, I'm good. I, I'm still good. I'm still good to drive this. Give me a sanity roll. Ah. Because ah. they're out of tide. You took my keys. <laughs> uh. Oh, I made that. I I I impaled that roll. Okay. Well, you can lose one as your flashlight pans over what looks to be another dead crewman. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. Dead guy. Dead guy. We're not seeing half as many dead guys as we should be seeing. What's wrong well, with there was a, a boat missing, you, so maybe... Are you, guys, are you guys going in the room, too? Yeah, why not? We'll yeah, do that. There's a guy here. Barely. I don't know what kind of part. I don't know what kind of party they had here, but. I mean. Ooh, barely squeak player in that one. Oh, that's a fucking fail. All right. Well, Matt, you take one. Rodney, one d four. As one. you realize that the dead crewman has been in, eviscerated and partially eaten. Mm. Oh, that would do it. I think I'm going to lose my breakfast. I think this guy already lost his breakfast. And his lunch. We haven't had lunch yet, have we? No, I think this guy lost his breakfast and his lunch. This I didn't know that he was partially eaten. I mean, is there a knife and fork nearby and a plate? It's a lobster bib. A lobster bib? I was <laughs> a really good one. There's there's a couple of like ear uh, corn cobs sitting next to yeah. it. <laughs> With a little corn Drop frozen uh, butter that was obviously melted at one point. There, there's a fr- yeah. there's a French cookbook with sweetbreads underlined in it. Empty bottle A one bold. I was gonna say peppercorn A one. You smell you smell uh, seaweed. <laughs> there's a sushi mat laying next to the box. Somebody's been rolling. <laughs> There, there's a pile of file beans and empty bottle of Chianti nearby. Yes. <laughs> well, I know who the culprit is. All the signs. <coughs> so Rodney throws up a little. Well, that's disturbing. Ooh. Vomit. Never good. Going down another level. I never ate that. I want to go to 17. Where's 17? It's on the floor below where we're at. On two. Hospital. Which is on. All right. So as you are exiting this room, everybody give me a spot hidden roll. Ah! Spot. See a wayward ear? 
laying there. I actually made one. I can't believe it. I mean, that's why I didn't roll. Apparently, vomit splashed up in my eyes. I got a 99. Where did the fucking Gilligan get off to? Number three. Number three. Come in, number three. Come in. Uh, you're the second 99 you've rolled today. Have you rolled no, I rolled 100. I rolled 100 earlier. Shapers. Yeah. If we were playing in a different rule set, you'd be doing great. Just not call it Cthulhu. That's true. <laughs> Something where you rolled high, you'd be awesome. Oh, I don't want those pluses, man. Uh, Wes, you broke yep. your walkie-talkie when you, uh... All right. That's true. I did break that. Somebody call... Let me have your walkie-talkie for a second, man. Okay, here. Take mine. Number three. Number three. Come in, number three. You are met by static. Bridge to number one. Bridge to number one. <laughs> number three, there's a captain calling. I demand an answer. I demand or else I'll make a paycheck off the plank. I swear to God, my lawyer. HQ to Red Squirrel. HQ to Red Squirrel. You, you know, you Jordy, can, get up here and fix this blasted radio. Just can't buy good help nowadays, you know? Oh, the health's been all uppity ever since. Everybody give me a listen roll. Listen roll. What do we hear over the sound of the static? Oh my god! I hear nothing. Fail! I have gone deaf. I rolled another hundred. Wow. <laughs> I hear my own dice right there, man. Yeah, this is this is the payback for uh, this is the payback for the labyrinth of no return. Kicking exactly. Picked up All some right. karma last night. Yeah, he, there's absolutely no sign of Gilligan. You can't remember the last time he was around, actually. That's a good point. Where did that little squirrel go to? Speaking of red squirrels, I'm guessing. I guess no one's around. Do you remember that dude's name, Dicky? What's your crewman's name? I number three. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the name. He's number three. Then you got number one, and then there's the captain, Dicky Greenleaf. I'm going to find a window. Is there? Do any of these rooms have windows? Portals? Portcullises? I don't know. Portholes. Uh, port port I know there is a port involved. Porthole. Porthole. Portholio. Uh, no. It's very no, dark. The nearest door that leads out to a gangway and pop out. Okay. And just yell for him really, really loudly. I imagine sound carries here. Yeah, your answer just by the whistling of the wind and the cracking of the iceberg. Huh. That's uncomfortable making. 
Thinking we need to get the hell off of the ship and yep. maybe be leaving. Yeah, that's not the worst idea on Earth. We should probably just you know get the tow line out and uh, we'll we'll find uh, one number three eventually. This is a ship that's like four times the size of your ship that's sitting on an iceberg. I don't think you're towing it off here. Hmm. I don't uh, want to tow it off here. Let's just get the hell out of here. We can report, uh, report him oh. to International Maritime. I'm going to clean the salvage. Once we get... We've got to clean the salvage, though. You can declare salvage on it if you want. You can come back for it, even. Let's just get the hell out of here. I say we set the fucking thing on fire. That's also not a bad idea, but I don't want to spend that much time here. <laughs> Why would you want to set a perfectly good asset on fire? Um, dead bodies everywhere, mysterious spear that goes through steel. Somebody, something partially that, ate this body. That is, a uh, okay, what are those... Fucking Hannibal Lecter is loose? Uh, no, I see, okay, we're doing sea madness and a money-making opportunity here. You can't pass this up. I'll tell you what I'm seeing is me going back to the Delilah. Whatever you want to do is fine. Yeah, we can still do that. I'm but I'm saying. not excited about staying here anymore. Uh, if you yeah. want to hang around, we need guns. Even uh, with guns, want... I'm not yeah. staying here. Yeah, probably have a good point. We're still thinking the Delilah has working radio and everything. We can get a hold of the authorities. Okay. Right. I'm already with you guys here. Let's go, let's go this back. This is a crime scene. It's not a salvage site. Yes, it is. It, it, the, the bodies are inconvenient. I'm claiming that salvage, though. But anyway, we're grabbing the spear. We're taking the spear back with us and uh, get ourselves off here. All right, so let's go. Let's get off of here. All right, you head back to the Delilah. With the spear. With the spear. Yep. Where are you going on the Delilah? To the radio room. To the ballroom. <laughs> the radio room. Okay. Uh, I found a message to, uh, I don't know, was the Coast Guard or Interpol? You walked into the radio room. Yep. Make a sanity roll. Well, no. Just make a despair roll because the place is trashed. The radio what? is smashed. I am going to... Okay, somebody's fired here. Somebody is so fired. Yeah, Skipper's nowhere nowhere around. And blood around? Because of course it did. There's no blood in the radio. Okay, I'm, I'm going to head to the wheelhouse. All right. So I got the axe with me, of course. Yeah, seriously, somebody's getting fired. By this axe, I rule. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. The, the the. There ain't no power to your wheel room. 
Are the controls attacked at least? No. No. Oh. No. <laughs> no. You know how expensive this is? Seriously. Uh, <laughs> aren't you aren't you more concerned that now <laughs> we're stranded next to this motherfucker? I know. Yeah. I'm gonna lo- I'm gonna lo- I'm gonna lose that deal. <laughs> I'm kind of curious as to who did this. Somebody's getting fired here. That's it. Okay. I don't think there's somebody will offer you too far. Well, not knowing how long it's going to take for us to be able to, like, signal any help, let's head over, let's go back to the fucking uh, reefer ship, hit the galley, see if there's any food, because we're going to need food. I know you didn't bring enough. But for a one-way trip. How fresh is the blood in the radio room? Well, there's no blood in your radio room. I thought you said there was blood there. No, I said there was no blood. Sorry. Oh, okay. Where, where, so there's no blood anywhere? Here's an important problem. Well, not, not, in, not on the Delilah. No, in all seriousness, mm-hmm. someone is running around ca- causing us harm. We need to find them and kill them before they kill us. But... How long have they been here? Or we set a trap for them. I don't know. It could be number three. It could have gone, all, it could have gone to sea madness. All I know is that we got to sweep the ship now and see, make sure no, no one's here. Fine. Let's sweep the Delilah, make sure there's no pirates. All right. As you sweep the Delilah, um, in your galley, you can make a, a sand check as you get into the galley. Oh, you can? You're letting us? I am. Golly. Wait, we don't have to? Oh, God, I blew that one. That's the royal can, yes. All right, I pass the sand check. I pass it. I failed Um, it. One for the passes, one D3 for the fail, because you see Skipper. Two. Number one! Damn. Who is lying in a pool of blood. Partially partially eaten. Uh, well, at least they picked the right room. Yeah. His shirt, his once white shirt, is now red with blood. <laughs> Jesus! How long ago did this happen? Can I determine? That's pretty fresh. That has happened within the past hour or so. God damn it! It's still warm-ish. <coughs> Well, you're warm, Gwen. What do you suggest? No, <laughs> yeah, that's that's Mr. West. Hello. Hello. Yeah, he was waving at you. What do you have? You keep going. All right. So yeah, we're gonna hunt. We got. Uh, so now we gotta shoot the ship definitely guys because 
Rodney, you sound weird. <laughs> He's terrified beyond the capacity of mortal understanding. Rest. Terrified beyond the ability of human speech. Yeah, let's sweep. Let's keep sweeping the deck because seriously, we've got hostiles on board. Or he's one hostile. Right. Who's a cannibal? Yes, I've got an axe. There's three of us. All right, so uh, the rest, you guys search the Delilah, and there's nothing else uh, that you find except that uh, propulsion systems and radio systems have been disabled. Violently disabled. Might have been able to repair that. Been alive, but he's not. And I don't think any of you have mechanical repair. I don't. I have engineering. So yeah, it's. I'm gonna get a pry bar out of the tool. Cage. Yeah. On the Delilah. All right. So we're trapped here. Uh, yeah. How are we provisioned? Speaking of being in the galley, or are we no longer in the galley? Well, the galley had enough food to get you across the Atlantic. Yeah. Yeah. So we need to head back over to the other ship, the the Tropic, and uh, Tropish, and uh, check their galley, see what they have. Yeah. We don't know how long we're going to be out here. Really? Oh, that's just too cute. Aww. It's too cute for Call of Cthulhu. She's y'all mister y'all mister say cannibal. Can you say cannibal again? Oh. Alright, so you're, you guys are heading over to the topsic? Uh, yeah, is there anything on, on the, uh, the Delilah that can be used as weapons? Uh oh. There's, bye, Rodney. Bye. Alright. Well, while we're, let's head over the, while we're heading over there to, uh, check out that, uh, boat, well... <laughs> So you're going to the, the galley? Yep. Let's check out the food versions there. Okay. So you head back over. And make your way into the galley, the kitchen, on boat. Um, there's, there's various food store rooms that you can look at. There's also the the kitchen and two dining rooms. Okay. Um, 
I think we should probably just grab anything, any food that's tinned, you know, and anything, anything that's um, sealed and packaged because the uh, the meat. I don't, I don't, I don't want to trust any, anything, any meat or poultry, you know, anything that's been out in the open or even refrigerated. But let's go. With, let's go with tin stores. Uh, let's go with the tin food, though. All right. So dry goods. Yeah, dry goods, tin food, anything like that. We're gonna. Right, what is that? We can't get over the uh, line. Okay. So you you basically go to the pantry. You have. There are. There's there's plenty of tin food. That you can that. If you, if you want it. Yep. Let's see. Now let's. Yeah, we should probably also make a write write down a log of all this now. But uh, we'll get we'll get that back if we get back to the Delilah. Okay, so, so, I got stuff up there. Yeah. And uh, I want to run back up to the captain's quarters. Hmm. Grab the paper and pen, just so I can make uh, a note, just in case uh, we don't make it. Yep. Okay. You you can do that. Um. Going alone. Sure. Okay. The safest. Hey guys, <laughs> I'll be right back. Main radio contact. Main radio contact. My you, have, you have the radio. Yeah. There's two you, of have them my, now. you have my radio. Oh, here, here's the radio back. Uh, you can maintain. You can maintain uh, the doctor's radio because mine's unfortunately broken. Okay. That would be help. All right, you go up there. What are you guys doing while he's going to get that pen and paper? All right. Um, let's see if we can find some like uh, you know, like some uh, uh, repair uh, spare parts on board the ship. You know, anything to like help us repair the Delilah by any chance? And I I have no mechanical repair skills to speak of beyond base, but I have engineering. Call right. Give me give me an engineering role. Excellent. Uh, let's see. That would be a forty-five. That makes it. Okay. You realize that all that stuff would probably be stored where the engine is. Yep. Down below. Yep. To the engine room. In the darkness. Oh, you have flashlight. Deep into the pit. <laughs> all right. How are you planning on getting into the engine room? It looks like the way in is through the holes. Uh, that goes with the holes. You have to go down through the cargo hold and back to the to the uh, aft. End of the ship. Well, here we go again with that. All right. 
as you're looking at the three cargo hold areas, you notice that the third crane, if I already didn't mention this, the one towards the bow of the ship, is severely damaged. And the cover of the, of the hold, where they would actually put the cargo, lower the cargo through, has, is askew and damaged. Check for signs of a giant gorilla. Mm. There are no, there are no gorillas this far north. <laughs> okay. Or giant turtles. Get that, okay, let's get down there. Swoop this can. I get, I just gotta plow on down there to that engine room. Now, how are you getting into the hold now? Those, that's the way the cargo gets into the hold. Is there, is there like but a, the human way to get in the hold is not through there because you would break your neck. Yeah. You notice that there are, if you look on your map of the deck, yep. there are two sets of stairs that go down, or there's a set of stairs that go down into the hold. There's three of them, one for each of the cargo holds. Okay. Uh, so really, it's a question of one, two, or three. Which one are you going? Well, it looks like we have to go into hold one in order to get to the engine room anyway, so it's going to go down the stairs of hold one. All right, so you go down the stairs of hold one. Hold one. Yep. Hold one. Good old... This is a reefer ship, and reefer refers to refrigerated. So these, the cargo holds actually are there to hold perishable goods, and they are refrigerated for their journey to wherever they're going. Going down into hold one, it is dark, and the only light is coming from your flashlight. Mm. Um, this appears, there are boxes and everything is um, everything is covered in tarp tarpaulins and tied down. There is cargo netting and rope. Um, some of the some of the crates have there are pallets of in in the one you happen to be in. There are pallets of meat products and hanging beef carcasses. There are empty crates, some of which are covered with tarps. Uh, well, we might want to look into this at a different point in time, but, uh, you know, you know, probably grab some meat off of here for survival, but different story. The Here's good thing room. is that it is not spoiled because it's fucking cold. Is don't know how you. Since there's no power on either ship, you don't know how the yeah. hell you would you would uh, thaw it out. Uh, I suppose you could just suck on meatsicles. <laughs> yeah, that's the main problem. We gotta get power back to our ship, otherwise we're gonna die of of cold. All right. You go down to the next... As you're making your way down, 
Are you going to look around here, or are you just going straight to the... To the engine room! Straight to the engine room! All right. You go down to the lower level of the holds. And, uh... Trying to make your way back to the engine room. How how are you guys uh, doing this? Are you marching? Are you looking? What are you doing? I'm moving cautiously. Well, yeah. um, I'm moving with with caution to the wind and as fast as possible. The engine room. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> uh, if give me a hard dexterity roll, there, Wes. Oh, crud. Oh, God, I'm going to die. Uh, that's a nine. No, not dex. I don't think my dex. No, my dex is not that high. I failed no. that. Okay. Uh, you, you slip on, on a patch of ice, and as you write yourself, I need a sanity roll. Ah, ah, ah. Uh, nope. You can give me one d six as you come to the realization that what you fit, what you landed on face first, is a pile of corpses. Well, so it looks like you found the rest of the crew. And my brain just went bye bye because I just rolled a six. <laughs> Meanwhile, okay. in the in the captain's chambers, my name is Champ Gidry. If you stumble across these words, flee immediately. <laughs> okay. For um, I cannot begin to describe the soul-crushing sanity, wiping terror that has taken place aboard this vessel. Okay, so the first mm -hmm. thing that happens to you, Wes, is you um, drop your flashlight <laughs> in panic. Like you do. And as it hits the ground, it goes out. In slow motion. Now. No. Would you like to roll a die a d10, or would you like me to roll a d10? I don't think I'll take a roll on that. Let's see All right, happens. make it happen, Captain. All right. This is for your bout of madness. I rolled eight. An eight. Strange eating habits. You are in incapacitated from laughing, crying, or screaming. That's a either time you can do whatever you want, and it lasts for. Nine rounds. So you got about a minute and a half of hysterics. <laughs> Keep going. This is happening, Matt. Um, you, you hear, you see the light go out, and you. <laughs> and, from over over that direction, you hear somebody just screaming. That was about a, that was about thirty seconds. Does it sound like it sounds, somebody somebody lost their shit screaming, or somebody yeah. genuinely terrified screaming? It, 
I don't know, Wes, is it lost your shit screaming, or is it generally terrifying? Terrified screaming. Uh, it, 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 uh, it's gone. There, there's nothing. There's, there, there, it, he's just gone right now. All right. Well, it doesn't quite work that way in seventh edition. Okay. Well, he's lost it. Yeah, he's so, definitely lost it. You're, you're basically, you have um, a minute and a half of losing your shit, and then yep. you're able to to get a grip on yourself. Yep. And and not scream anymore. Uh, now, what ends up happening from then on in is it's not a campaign, so you don't we don't have to worry about long term effects of sanity. But um, for the rest of the game day, if you lose even one more sanity, you have to go back through the process of of having a ins- an insane episode. Ah, ooh. So you, the, you have your initial about, and then you, you have the lingering effects, which is you're on you're on edge. If it was a campaign, then you deal with how that how that how that affects you in the long term. But since it's not, we don't have to worry about that. So after about a minute and a half, you, you gather yourself together. Your shit's packed, but it's not tight. <laughs> Okay. As you come to grips with filing, falling into a pile of corpses, some of which in various stages of, of consumption, uh, it actually looks like a mockery of what was going on in the level above you, where it looks like something just stored this here for later use. Oh, God. It's eating them, and now it's going to eat me. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> God. <laughs> I love that movie. Doc, uh, you, you don't want to look at this, but uh, we gotta we gotta get the we gotta get those engine parts now. This is bad. It's it, it store. This is long. This guy's got. This guy's been living here for a while. This is long-term storage. This has got to stop. <laughs> These are the leftovers. Jake. This is Betty Crock. This is the Betty Crocker leftover pile. In the engine room. Don't look this way. Don't yeah. look this way. We gotta go buy it to go to the engine room, don't we? Yeah, but you don't have to look at it. It's yeah. dark. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can give me a left. Roll if he really wants to. I'm just gonna kind of. Yeah, just give me your flashlight yeah, dodge. Shut your eyes. A flashlight dodge. <laughs> he's gonna. He's gonna hold your hand and take you over there to spare you the yeah. consequences. You can give me a luck roll to see if you see it. No. No, you don't. You make that. I make my luck roll. I guess that, I assume that means I don't see it. Yes. All right. So you okay. make your way into the engine room. Meanwhile, right. my associates and I boarded this ship with the best of intentions, but soon we were to find nothing but horror. <laughs> 
Alright. Ronnie, as you glance up from your writing, can you give me a sanity roll? Oh dear. Sanity roll. Yes. Ha! I made the sanity roll. <laughs> okay, take one, because you are seeing the corpse of Gilligan being dragged across the entrance of the captain's chamber. You just catch a glimpse of his telltale converse. That motherfucker never wore deck shoes. Ellipsis, I do not know how much time I have left. I have just seen the body of the first mate being dragged across... <laughs> The window. The three low guy. No. <laughs> I'm staying my ass right here. Um, how are you reacting to this? Just, just as I just did. It is now part of the account. Okay. So you're, you're staying there and writing. I, I'm staying there, and, and I, I am writing a Lovecraftian story. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, the Sandy Loss is becoming a stereotype. <laughs> what else are you supposed to do but record this for posterity? <laughs> oh, no. It's the last you said, though. All right. Well... I'll tell you what. Okay. You see a... It's weird because it wasn't there, but now it is in the bulkhead right behind your head. Mm. You see another one of those big fucking glass harpoons. Pop. It looks like it just pops out of the wall and starts quivering. You feel the wind of it as it comes rushing by you, but you swear to God you haven't seen anything shoot that motherfucker. Give me a sanity roll. I pass. You could lose two for flinching. You, you also hear a boom. It is the sound of something not... something padded. Stomping on metal. It sounds like a, a loud fucking footstep. Uh, where's the captain's head from here? Where's the captain's room? No, the head. It has, a, it has an attached bathroom. Yeah. Yes. Where's the bathroom? The bathroom is... In nautical terms, that'd be a head. It is around the corner. All right, can I get to it easily? Give me a dex roll. All right. Come on, come on, come on. Dex, dex, dex. Yes! All right. 
You run around the corner into the room, slam the door. As you watch it cave in towards you once. Right. And then eerily silent. I am now in the bathroom. <laughs> Cowering from creatures unknown. All right, back down to engineering. Yes. <laughs> All right. The engine room lies silent and dark. The access doors have been bashed open, and the smell of fuel is strong. There is a dizzying array of controls, valves, switches, and dials. All the more dizzying because as much has been smashed and damaged as if someone took a sledgehammer to the room. There's broken plastic chip metal burst pipes and wiring littering the floor, walls, and ceilings. Huh. Okay. I'm looking forward to that here. Yeah. I'm looking forward to here. Anything I can use as spares for the Delilah. Anything to get the Delilah up and running again. I'm, I'm going to look for all as much as bad as I can. Okay. Um, give me a hard pilot ship roll. Ooh, I have that. We know. And I don't make that. Okay. Um, you you didn't quite get enough of a look at what was going on over at the Delilah to know exactly what you need. Um, you could probably grab stuff, and it might help. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going, I'm going for that approach. We're just going to shotgun it and, and see what happens. All right. Uh, well, you do find some, some tools... And you, you uh, give me a, another ship pilot, just a regular one. Okay. Uh, let's see. That would be. I do make that. Okay. You, you you know that with that you know that there's actually access to where the the ship's fuel is. The gas tank can yep. be accessed from this room. Hmm. Ooh, took fuel, eh? Hmm. Diesel, probably. Yeah, that doesn't doesn't burn as well, but it still burns. You can use that for these warmth. These would get some warmth. Mm -hmm. yeah, okay, we're gonna grab some fuel. Uh, we're gonna save off some fuel. Well, you, you don't have anything to put that fuel in, but yeah, there you go. You can run back to the corpses, take some of their clothing, and soak the clothing in. You're not there. You're you're recording events. Yeah. Up if, to the captain's corpse. If he were in the fuel room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in I'm in Lovecraftian writing mode. I'm strangely omniscient. Ha <laughs> <laughs>
it's getting time. To, it's getting time for me to bow out, unfortunately. Uh, anybody want? Anybody want? Anybody want to take over Dickie Greenleaf? Uh, since I got to leave, actually. I'll take over. Can we pause it here and just come back to it? Uh, yeah, we can do that. We're going to do a little thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's no big deal. We can do this whenever. Yeah. First range. Alrighty. Alright, All right, so that is the first half of the derelict. <laughs> My balls. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of like I kind of like this.